Welcome back to episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. How's it going? And we are, of course, sponsored by one of the supporters of Patreon. That's patreon.com slash crew3mtg. We've got three tiers available. Four, if you want to include the international option. So be sure to go check that out and see what is available. And, of course, we have a link below in the description for our Inked Gaming page if you want to buy a sweet, sweet playmat with our logo or talk about how you can't afford snowboards with balanced magic cards. Anyway, gentlemen, we took a week off, so it's going to be a little jam-packed this week, I would say. Well, maybe not really. Uh, so this week, we are going to be starting off with What Killed Magic. Of course, then we're going to move into this weekend's recent challenges. And then it is time to go over the monthly Desert Slap submissions. And we will announce next month's challenge at the end of that. But before we get started, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Hey, I am, uh, I am doing all right. You know, uh, again, life's been pretty crazy. I am moved in to my new spot, starting a uh, a new job, same company, and and seeing what's out there. So excited to hopefully play some more magic in the coming weeks and months here than I've gotten to in probably the last year or so. So excited for Very that. Cool, Ricky. How was your cross country excursion? Uh, we didn't die, and we got to uh, laugh in the full American excess that is the pyramid of Bass Pro Shop. Good. Very excellent. Well, uh, I'm doing pretty good. We uh, found out, hey, we have to move my fiance in a week. So now we're rapidly packing up. Uh, so that should be exciting. And I get to oh, move in. Maggie's in not going to like the box, huh? No, Maggie's not going to like the box. But uh, <laughs> you know what? She's going to deal with it. If she's lucky, I'll poke holes in it. There you go. Um, <laughs> there you go. Throw a drop of kitty food in there. There we go. All right. Well, let's take it on over to what killed magic this week. Now, it's like what killed magic this week. It was a big debate because obviously, you know, we didn't have an episode last week, so we missed getting to talk about Secret Layer Commander deck, which we'll still probably talk about because it is interesting conversation to have. Uh, but what killed magic this week is, of course, the Unfinity announcement, but not because of the Acorn stamps, not because of the Chase Basic lands. Not because of a myriad of other reasons with Unfinity. The fact that we already have spoiler season, the set doesn't come out till April. Um, it is the fact that, hey, Magic Twitter, y'all need to leave Loading Ready Run alone. They have none of they have nothing to do with any of the decisions you're actually mad about for this set. No, uh, Loading Ready Run actually uh, invented the Omicron variant and oh are responsible single handedly for global warming. I saw it on Twitter, therefore it's true. I thought David Cage was the cause of the Omicron variant. You know what? I don't know who that is. Why would you name it Omicron? <laughs> I think it's... A to make thing. it scarier? The like, scientists all ate koopy sandwiches. Can we can we name it like... Because Pee Wee uh, Herman was already taken. COVID Junior? <laughs> COVID <laughs> no. Uh, no. Traveler Edition? We, we can't do that. We can't do that. Can yeah. we call it COVID Senior Senior Senior? Yes. That yeah, we that can would call be good. Wait, that wait, that I'm down with. That I'm down with. Anyway, like, by, I'm just hoping that like this is the last flare up before April, so I can have a wedding. That would be great. I would, I would like to be at your wedding. But any, anyway, though, uh, yeah, let's talk about Kill Magic this week. Do you guys want to talk about what do you want to talk about first? The Infinity announcement. But really, though, if you're yelling at Loading Ready Run, just leave our community because, like, <laughs> oh, you understand. Re- there's no time to reform. There's Just... nothing. There's nothing that that Ruckman loves more than loading ready run. We all know that Ruckman is the stand, the ultimate stand for loading ready run. You do not touch his baby. 
Okay. And you know, he happens to be right, but it also happens to be his number one thing. You know, it'd be like if you, uh, if you like tore down Beyblade for me, you know, just wouldn't, wouldn't stand for it. So let's, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with Infinity or do you want to start with uh, Secret Lair Commander deck? Uh, let's start with Secret Layer Commander deck. Don't be mad about it. It's the best financial decision you can make in Magic for the, like the next several years. Oh my gosh! Did you know how expensive the like? Did you know that Edgar Markov's are one hundred and twenty dollars? Yeah. Did you know that the Ur Dragon is seventy five dollars? Yep. Sign off the Ur Dragon. No, the regular Ur Dragon from, from the, the Commander, Commander decks. decks. Oh wow! No, I didn't. I know saw that. somebody. They were like. Hey, I've got the Dragon Commander deck. I opened it and sleeved it, but here's the whole list, right? I'm asking $250 for the pre-con. Wow. And, and somebody, and he got it, opened, and sleeved. Like, yeah, I played with it a couple of times, but now I see that it's worth $250 or so more. So now, now would we have the FOMO Commander deck that costs base $100, has is commanded by two meme cards with a deck designed by Gavin Verhey, where half of it is foil. You have a bunch of special cards that I hope don't become a magic thing, where it's the card printed on both sides with different artwork. So you can, it's okay. I do. It's because you know how it, it's lame when you subscribe to Loot Box, okay? Crate, right? Yeah. And like you get a cool shirt, and you're like, this is pretty cool. I'm happy I subscribed to Loot Crate. And then you show up to a GP in that shirt and you realize that everyone subscribed to Loot Crate. You're not special. Okay. So if everybody had the exact same commander deck, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh no, but I turned two of my cards around. This is the so, dumbest argument I've ever heard because I've shown up to many a convention in my Mr. Meeseeks hoodie that was provided to me by Loot Crate, and I've never seen a single other person with the Mr. Meeseeks hoodie that I got. Because so no clearly, one else has the balls Ricky's to wear the wrong. Mr. Meeseeks hoodie I in public. Think, <laughs> I think that that is a very, very specific... But I've had plenty of friends who have been like, oh man, I love this green Power Ranger shirt I got from right. Loot Crate. Yeah, yeah, sure. And then they wear it, and they're like, they see a million other people, and they're like, oh man, I like your shirt, Loot Crate, right? <laughs> and then you're just like, man, now it doesn't feel cool at all. So I think that's why some of the cards are reversible. So that way when you showed us, like sit down and be like, I've got this one. And you're like, I've got that one, but with different art, right? Anyways, um, I think it's stupid that $100 and you can't include a Steam vent. I t- do we, is the full list out? Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. They actually are on sale now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a bummer, right? But like, honestly... If there was anything that was the perfect secret layer product, this is it. This is it. They, I like that they've dropped all of the, like, look, you're just here for Commander, right? Yeah. Here's the whole deck. Go nuts, kid. Um, the rest of the drops, though, I think are good. And I'm only saying this probably because of... Uh, you're buying the Arcane ones? I'm buying the Arcane one. Uh, because, man, that duress is really good. And round two is really awesome looking. Yeah. And uh, I loved Arcane. All right. Well, let's uh, – yeah, I mean, look. One thing, though, I thought is like, man, if, if these sell well, what if Watsy just has Secret Layer Cube for like $300 one year? Oh, man. I mean, why not just like – I mean, everybody jokes about this, right? But why not Secret Layer 4 Ragavans 4 Merktide Regents for 100 bucks? Because that would crush the market. That would be like <sighs> – 
undoing the reserve list right now. I know. The entire magic economy runs on Merktide Regents and Ragavans. And Renin Sixes. Oh my god. They've even confirmed that Renin Six is going to be a reprint next year. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Go up. Do you have $90? No, it's $100 this, now. Look, at, just as as we progress, we're getting closer and closer to Magic 2120 of just Hasbro Bot says this product is not for you. <laughs> you must pass a... Uh, history check before you can purchase the product yeah. um, All right, well unfinity let's talk about the, the the squirrel in the room so again unfinity not coming out until april 1st of next year so uh i expect every wedding guest to come with the box of unfinity for me oh my gosh um like that's just the way to get in like let's talk about something so obviously let's talk about the thing that matters for pioneer one in every about 24 packs you're gonna get a full art Shockland, and you get one as a box topper. So, so two per that's box, pretty cool. Maybe yeah, a two third. per box. Yeah, if you're lucky, right? Um, that's all I need to hear. The art's yeah. all beautiful, and the basic land art is amazing. And uh, I definitely like the what the the chase rare basics better than the non chase rare basics. Me too. Me too. Although honestly, though, I think the non chase rare basics, which again are just because you get them in one in every four packs. Um, if they didn't have the weird sci-fi atom symbols around the mana symbol, I think I would be better with them. But like, right. I feel like the, the atom signs like take up too much real estate. I agree with you entirely there. Um, I think that the planet ones are just too good. What's cool with the planet ones is if you look, the, um, the mana symbols are hidden in the artwork. Yes. Very good art. Um, and then there's, um, I just don't know what I'm going to do now with all these foil <laughs> eternal night basics. I bought, <laughs> I, I think the eternal night ones are so good. I know what's weird is I was looking through cause I like made a list of like, Oh, these are the eternal night arts I want. I've only pulled the ones that I've liked out of my pack so far. So I'm like, heck yeah, that's awesome. No, no rebuys. But also it's kind of weird that I've only pulled the variants I want out of – I mean I haven't opened a lot of Midnight Hunt and stuff like that, so. I was, I was like, uh, that just means you just didn't open Crimson Vow, right? Yeah. Although I think there, there is one of the arts I do want from Crimson Vow. It was the there, – there's a swamp I want in Crimson Vow. The uh, the basic lands we've – been, we've been spoiled recently on some really good basic lands. Yeah. It's a good time if you don't have good basics. Right. Collect now. Yeah. Invest in the future of basic land. All right. Well, now let's talk about the acorn in the room with the set. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. Can I say it real quick? Can I? Can I? Can I? Uh, as Kanye would say, can I say my ish? Yeah. Yeah. What you got? Oh no! Wacky and insane cards in a multi like in a format for wacky and insane multiplayer plays. Oh no! What's gonna happen? They're ruining my commander. I think That's what all of you sound like. That's what all it's, of you sound like. Uh, it's Commander. You didn't want stupid things to happen? Then play Pioneer. That's it. Mic drop. Why are people complaining about the unhinged cards being legal in Commander? That's it. Well, it's also it's also because they're going to be legal in Legacy and Popper. They're legal in Popper. They would be, yeah, because they're going to be Eternal legal. But are there common ones? Yes. I thought it was just like the. Nope. Also, we lost Chris, everyone, so uh, he's having Wi-Fi issues. So uh, you got to hear Chris for a couple minutes, anyway. Um, 
I, I just maybe maybe the popper stuff, uh, but like, come on, people are complaining about like saw in half in my commander game, and it's like there's like so many stupid effects in commander, and like with all like commander being now half made for commander cards anyways, like yeah, I mean, look, just it doesn't matter. It's for commander. My, my only thing is like. It's just going to feel more feels bad for the players that just don't know, right? Like, uh, we're already having to try to, like, tell people, educate people, that, like, hey, all the mystical archives aren't legal in Pioneer just because they're legal and historic, right? Like, you know, we don't have the jumpstart cards, so people try to pick up Pioneer and don't realize what's legal and what's not. Well, now you have a pack on the shelf that has black border cards and everything like that. It's just like, oh, well, does it have the ac- the little acorn at the bottom? My only thing that I will say is that, uh, like, the cosplay card yeah, is, I think, one of the coolest Magic the Gathering cards ever. Mm-hmm. And that's the one I would want to play in my commander deck. Yeah. And I can't. And I understand why. Because that is literally, like, you know, a shooting star is a skill testing card. Yeah. Like, it's a dexterity card. Um, the cosplay card is too good of a a skill testing card, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. You know, for everybody who's going to, like, shove it on to somebody and, like, oh, cool, now I can make it Tarmogoyf or something like that, you know? Yeah. And, like, not know every green and one two drop or something, you know? I don't know. That card's cool. I want to play it in a draft and just stomp everybody with my massive brain of card knowledge. It's it's just uh, mental magic in card form, right? It's an equipment, and whatever you equip to, whatever you equip it to, you can make that creature any creature in the game that is the same mana cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, it is mental magic in card form. Time to make free phages. Oh man, time to make a lot of stupid things happen. But yeah. All right. Well. Like I said, I honestly, I, I think this is the magic community overreacting. I'm more bummed about like, yo, but why we got chase base rare basics though. That's fine. Get... I mean, when an unset comes out anyways, the basic lands are already like why people buy the packs. Yep. yep. So I say that's fine also. Like, I don't, I think it's fun. Man, I think the that the is... shocks are amazing. That's such a good idea. Um, They look incredible. But they're just they... not going to impact the price though. Oh, no, they're not, because they're going to be a premium product. Yeah. Um, but uh, have you seen that Overgrown Tomb? Yeah. Some of them are, are like, definitely dope. Some of them are just like, I don't know how I feel the about it. The Stomping Grounds looks dumb. But I don't, also, know. I, I, I don't think they the, break. The blood, the Sacred Foundry's weird. The planet exploding? Yeah. I think it looks awesome. Yeah, but it's not a foundry, right? <laughs> Haven't you seen Marvel's Eternals? Yeah, that's fair. Spoilers. Um, I mean, Hollowed Fountain, Watery Grave, and Blood Crypt are probably my favorites. Although, Godless Shrine is pretty good, too. Um, Godless Shrine needs to show a place in which God was once there. Well, that was the sun now being blocked by the moon. Maybe. But, like, I I like Eldrazi Head. Yeah. And I like Stained Glass Window of uh, a church that's no longer for churching. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? But... The uh, 
you know, the planet one is sort of like, meh, you got to do planets. Blood, Blood Crypt is probably my, like, hands down favorite, though. Breeding Pool is really pretty, but I don't want whatever eyeball creatures are in that art to be breeding. The weird eyeball snake things? I don't like them. But uh, I love all the art. I think it's such a good idea to, like, add value to this fun product. Mm-hmm. I'm just hoping that for that they didn't stupidly add too much actual value to this product so that when I want to buy a box to draft with the groomsmen, you know, yep. that I'm getting shafted. I don't want this to become a collectible box game. Everybody sit on your throne of boxes and never open the cards. I tell you what, though. This is the set I'm kind of bummed I'm done judging because when the last unset came out, I ended up with like 50 of each basic from that season, and then I made bank selling those off. Yeah. No, the uh, the unsets are always a fun draft. I'm nothing but excited for it. Coming out around April I, Fools is exciting. They I keep don't have these... to keep my head on the table for this one. Yeah, they keep announcing all these products, though. And I'm like, isn't there a Christmas release coming up soon? No. There's not? No. There's not like Forgotten Realms Commander Legends 2? No. There's not uh, Now That's What I Call Modern 75? Unfortunately, no. We we don't have anything until Double Feature in January. Which is why I was like, Double Feature would be a great holiday product. Well, it would be a product. I mean, that's true too. Well, I guess... I mean, boxes of Vow aren't the worst thing to buy, right? Honestly, if you're looking for, like, boxes to buy this holiday season, you can pick up Zendikar Rising boxes for, like, $80. Like, I'm not what even are, kidding. Like, Ikoria box? Can you still get a deal oh, on yeah, Ikoria? Still, still, like, $80 on Ikoria boxes, too. Um, draft boxes of Zendikar Rising for, like, $84 to $85. Not that we're a finance channel. And uh, it's, one, an amazing draft experience. And two, it comes with a box topper in it. Yeah. And it's got a lot of really relevant cards to Pioneer and um, Standard for a little bit, but mostly Pioneer. Uh, yeah, and then, the Pathways and, then I... and the uh, Core Spirit and the Skyclave guy is also seeing play. Mm-hmm. So. Um, the Aspirant is in that set, too. Oh, yeah, the Aspirant is also in that set. Yeah. A lot of good um, white cards o- in that set. Omnath. Oh yeah, and, and then and then if you get if you can find a good deal on Ikoria boxes, the triumphs are just going to have straight value. Um, you have some of the good compa- You have like some of the good companions, right? Um, Shark Typhoon, the Ultimatum Cycle. Yeah, lots of good value in that set too. So yeah. don't get discouraged because there's no holiday, uh, you know, box for the holiday type thing. Um, probably just like not Val. Yeah, probably just not Val. Just buy some Thalias. Yeah, I think either next week or the week after we'll probably do another like, hey, you've got some Christmas money burning a hole in your pocket. What would you do by episode again? Because that was kind of fun when we did that last year. I love doing that for like New Year's. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we'll probably do that either like the like the, the episode four or like after Christmas type of deal. But we'll figure it out. Anyways, Magic, very much alive, not dead. Don't make fun of Loading Ready Run. They didn't make the cards. Leave them alone. They they made the funny. They made the cards funny. Yeah, like that's all they did. But yeah, let's get to Pioneer. Also, Magic totally not dead, right? Uh, it's been a really good couple of weeks for Pioneer of just a lot of, I would say, key voices in Magic just saying like, "Yo, Pioneer is really great right now. We need mm-hmm. more paper events." Yep. And then also like 
the practice room, like if you go watch the stream VODs, the practice rooms are just solid bumping right now. Like some streams I'd be like, because I just don't, I don't stream long enough to really justify a league. But, you know, I like jumping in for like three or four matches in the practice rooms because you still find some good, good, uh, good matches good there. Games, yeah. Good games, yeah. And uh, some of the streams, you know, a few months ago, we'd be waiting a good time between rounds. But now, like, you, you got to scroll to see all the matches now sometimes. Which is uh, pretty solid. So anyway, let's talk about these challenge top eights now, shall we? Let's get to the things people are actually here for. Let's look at these challenge top eights. Oh yeah. man. Uh oh. Wee woo wee woo. There's like maybe two Phoenix decks in these top eights. There aren't. They're all outside the top eight. What are these blue red decks? They're the decks I want to talk about. Oh. oh. Oh, okay. That's a people. That's right. Here we go. I'm, I'm interested. I played it on uh, on Monday. The VOD's up. So uh, they're hot. And we've been talking about them in Discord all day today. So anyway. Hot and fresh out um, the kitchen, I see. Eighth place on Saturday, J Money 10 with Blue Black Control. Seventh place, we have Bullwinkle6705 with Blue Red Spells. We'll come back to this one. Number six, uh, sixth place here, Nick underscore Fox with some black green sacrifice. Here we got Witch's Oven, Bolus of Citadel. Dropping the house. Food without the, we swapped houses. No uh, no Corval, we're just playing uh, Citadel instead. In fifth place, we have Leviathan 102 with Jeskai, Four Color Fires. I have four, four Colors, we have a Seekers Chariot here. Been a while since we had seen fires. We'll come back to that one here. Fourth place, Sneaky Misato with the Blue Red Spells deck again here. In third place, we have Super Cat 12653 with good old Gruel mid range. Second place, we have Coley 2 with uh, just straight mono red. Just what is this? Is this Chonky Red again? Kind of like, but we're on double Eidolon, so we got Cemetery Gatekeeper with Eidolon and the Great Revel. Two Torbran, four Chain Whirler. There's a main deck for Ocidon. Oh, yeah. We're getting oh, them. Man. Oh, and man. then first place, we have Optimus 344 with Jeskai Werewolf Winota featuring two Averbrook Caretaker. I told you that card was good. Yeah, Everbrook Carebreakers here. It's unbeatable and limited, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's go through each of these decks. Uh, Blue Black Control, I think here you want to really call out besides, oh, we're back to playing Ugin and we're playing Ashiok 5. Are we just calling this Ashiok 5? It's Ashiok Nightmare Muse, right? Yeah. Like, it's five man Ashiok. Uh, I like this deck. I've always liked this deck. Uh, we're back on Extinction Event over the Shadows Verdicts. I mean, we're still playing Shadows Verdicts, but not as many. Um, Power Word Kill, very strong. Shark Typhoons, yeah. solid deck. Lockmere Serpent is still like a weirdo one to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like are they playing? Hull, it? Yeah, they're playing sideboard. Oh, sideboard. I feel okay. like Holebreaker sort of removes the need for Lockmere. Yeah, but you know, it's a card from Eldrain with a rare symbol, so it's good. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move up to seventh place. Uh, Kinepis and Bullwinkle, I think, are playing the exact same 75. Uh, no, I think they got some sideboard differences, but the main thing here is the main board is essentially the same. It looks like it's the same. I'd be one or two cards off. So let's talk about this here. All right, we got three Hallbreaker Horrors, two Charter Torch Defiance, four Consider, one Fading of Hope, two Fiery Impulse, one Flame Blessed Bolt, two Opt, three Spike Field Hazard, 
four expensive iteration, three galvanic iteration, two Mizium mortars, two thrill possibility, two anger of the gods, four unexpected windfall, one dig through time, two temporal trespass. And if you want to see this deck in action, I did play it on Monday on uh, on Sunday stream, and the vod is up on YouTube by now, or it's been up on YouTube, I should say rather. And uh, yo, deck's hot. It's like unexpected windfall is a card that I've just been seeing more and more and more, and we just slept on this thing apparently. Chris liked I think Chris it a lot. Chris liked it because it yeah, goes in Thousand Year Storm. <laughs> thousand Year Storm, but uh, we didn't know about Galvanic Iteration coming down the line. Jeez, so we're just unexpected windfall copied with the Galvanic Iteration. Yep, make uh, four treasures, draw four cards, pitch one card. Sounds good. I'm in. Yep, Hallbreaker Horror. The best thing about Hallbreaker Horror is that it can bounce itself. Uh, I had a slot. I and I will say, if you don't want to watch the full vod, at least watch the last game against our match one against Blue White Control. That was probably some of the tightest, most clutch magic I've played. Uh, we won with like ten seconds on the clock. This deck is standard, legal. Yeah, I just kind of want to like uh, well, go over. I mean, like, well, there, there's a few cards. There's you can't a few play, cards, right? right? But I mean, like, look at this mana base. Like, we're playing. Storm carved coasts and river glide pathways with all the storm giants. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, this deck is dope, though. I mean, yeah. The, the, one of the best things with Hullbreaker Horror, though, is the fact that it can bounce itself still, because I had a point where I was like, oh man, my opponent can just recast their Faithful Absence. What if I just bounce my Hullbreaker Horror instead? Yeah, of course. Like, we'll cast just, it again. Hullbreaker Horror is just better Aetherling. Yep. Uh, but no, deck is sweet. If you want to see it actually, like I said, go check out the VOD. Um, I, this deck is gross. I'm just going to tell you that right now. Um, Servo has been tuning it throughout the day. I've been kind of jumping in and giving my two thoughts, my two cents, uh, when he's been coming up back with changes and feedback. So uh, I think this deck is the business. I'm in. I mean, we still got the thing in the ice on the sideboard. I mean, I'm going to be playing Phoenix till I die. Yeah. You know, uh, but I might shuffle around for this deck. I mean, it plays Chandra. I can't say no. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, moving is, up to hot. sixth place. Yeah. I mean, I look, <laughs> most of my, I'm just like at a loss for words because again, I spent a stream with the deck. Um, but yeah, the lines you can set up are just nutso. And just like Galvanic Iteration having flashback is insane. Galvanic Iteration. Uh, deserves its spot in our revised Super Innistrad Top 10 that we just posted on the Patreon that Chris and I recorded this weekend. But yeah, man. Unexpected Windfall Galvanic Iteration is just chef's kiss. Hell yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's move up to sixth place here with Nick Fox is Black Green Sack deck. We haven't really seen food in a while, I think. You know, does this mean Corval just isn't good enough? So we just gotta nix him and just go straight Black Green? I mean... I dig this deck. Um, the Cedar Wayfinder, kind of uh, a little odd in this list to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we're playing the Citadel, baby. Yeah. I love decks that play the Citadel. Um, the one of Trail, Prosperous Trail Inkeeper, of Crumbs is is a good engine. Like, there's no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, yeah, the culture familiar. Yeah. I just think that, like, uh, this, maybe the stretch to the Jund mana base might have been a little hard. Mm-hmm. But I like this deck. I mean, we get to play um, a lot of mana dorks. I mean, it makes us it makes it cheaper on the life total when we pop off with Citadel, right? 
Um, Prosperous Innkeeper is really cool in this deck. I almost sort of like more Prosperous Innkeeper and less Hater Wayfinder, but yeah, I, guess I we would can agree fill with you up, on that. I guess we can fill up for Woe Strider. Yeah. But uh, I like this deck a lot. It plays Go Blanks in the sideboard. It plays um, a bunch of cards to hate on. Graveyards. Deadweight Out- is really cute. Outland um, Liberator. Man, we could almost shove Loris, but we want to play the house. So Yeah. That's the Lord's house right there. <laughs> and you can play right. the, the baller old art ones if you've been going to FNMs. Oh, yeah. Good point there. All right. Moving on up to fifth place, we have Fires. It's Fires. We haven't seen it in a while. If you don't know, we're just playing like Transmogrify to hit uh, Agents of Treachery to try to win the game. If not, we've got the Vanga Bus and things like Raven's Warning. Agents of Treachery. It's been a while. Been a while. Why are you still $7? Uh, we get to toolbox our sideboard with it. Why is Luca in the board? Because uh, we can tutor it. Yeah, I guess so. With Raven's warnings, I guess so. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. With that rest in peace, we can just tutor for. Coma, Resolute Archangel, Void you know, When you register 80 cards and it's just not enough. Wishboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 80 cards with a wishboard. Six seasons in a movie. <laughs> All right. Skipping over to third place Super Cow with just. The gruel, the honest gruel mid range, just the we got collected company this one though, so I'm gonna be less harsh on it. But I'm gonna be a yo, little more. Yeah, harsh we we on got this. a we got a lot of non non uh, collected company hits. A lot of these collected companies, like I maybe they know things I don't know. Um, but maybe I'm they got decent, the worth hookup. But, but I'm decent at math, and like I don't like these companies, but I'm these are some risky companies you gotta what you gotta believe you gotta want it right geez like you can like you don't hit that many good hits here like you're hitting like love struck and like bone crusher and that's good but like you've got like all these lanor elves up here yeah and like you can't hit questing because you can't hit glory bringer and like you can only hit like there's only there's only 11 cards i want to hit right yeah these are some stank collected companies i think the collected companies are bait right end phase of your opponent's turn you company <laughs> and then they counter it right and then you slam glory bringer and then you, beast? yeah dude like they they you go end of turn collected company and they go spell queller and you untap you play your land and you bring glory like that's what you're doing with these and, and then you recast right? that that uh that company and whiff and whiff yeah absolutely <laughs> i just I'm not sure about these. Super Cow, talk to me about these uh, collected companies. Let us know your hit rate. Let us know your rate. I don't, I don't believe, you know. I mean, look, I said, you know, when I played the Gruel Midrange deck like a month or two ago, you know, we don't have enough deck interaction here. Maybe we get some companies and some uh, – we cut down on this and play some company. And they just said, I got you, Ruckman. Don't worry. Oh, man. All right. Second place here, we got uh, – it's not really Chonky Red because we don't have like Glorybringer – we got two Torbrand. We got Rampage and Frost on Chain Whirler, Eidolon, Cemetery, Gatekeeper. What's that we Gatekeeper, just, though? We just want to make opponent hurt. Man, like, what are you hitting off the Gatekeeper? Just our opponent's instant sorceries because they're playing Phoenix. That's where they all, that's where all the Phoenix, play, that's what happened to all the Phoenix players this weekend. They, they had to play against, they, they had to play against eight Eidolons. Jeez, that's true. 
at least Gatekeeper can get picked up by a Spike Field Hazard. Yeah. He still takes two of your life, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Man. Ouch. It's hard out here for a Phoenix player. That's right. It's also, when did, when did Eidolons become $71 for a set? Since, like, the, the Challenger decks and uh, probably Modern for whatever reason. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Now you know. Uh, moving up a little bit to first place. Hey, it's Winona with Averbrook Caretaker. I love Caretaker in this deck list because what it does is, right, like, if it flips, hey, now the whole board's got hexproof. And if, you know, opponent doesn't do anything during your turn and it, or, you know, right, like it allows you to still play a spell if it's on night side and then it just upgrades your mana dorks. Like, yo, the goose is loose, my friend, with a caretaker oh on board. Oh my God, the goose, here it comes, is angry. <laughs> honk, honk. Oh my God. Sometimes you just got to oko your goose, but better. Real true stories. Yeah, I mean, look, I... Winona is the deck that like has been silently the essentially almost at the same play rate as Phoenix the last few weeks or months or so. Um, but it just hasn't had the results that Phoenix has had or just, it's really weird, right? It's like Winona has like almost the same meta percentage reported as Phoenix at times, but it just feels like there's a million other Phoenix players that don't make top 32. I'm happy to see it win. Yeah. Um, and other than, like, the mana base, honestly, I think this deck is decently affordable. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, your your four Winotas are, like, 19 bucks, and then, like, I don't know, I guess it, like, it adds up, but I, this deck feels pretty... Caretakers are $15? Yeah, why not? All right. You got Ranger... <laughs> you, and, like, this version is playing Ranger class. You don't have to play Ranger class, necessarily. Right. But I'm glad, yeah. to, I'm glad to see Winota take one down. Winona is a deck that is just like, can you do anything about this? No? All right, good luck. Yeah, like, sometimes you just get to, like, here's the Winona on turn three, and I'm going to attack with these two dorks. And here's a Tovlar's Huntmaster, and here's a Caretaker. And oh, wait, opponent, wait, why are you putting your opponent, deck away? Yeah, there's, hold on, I get more. Yeah. And they're indestructible, too. Ugh. Yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know if that's fixed on Mitko or not right now. No, do they not get indestructible on Mitgo? They were bugged. Oh, no. Well, they should get indestructible. They should get indestructible. That's right. All right, let's let's uh, let's bring it down out of the top eight real quick. I want to take a look at the number 11th deck list by Pol- Praise Siege Rhino. Oh, why did Chris have to leave? I know. Uh, Praise Siege Rhino here playing a pretty interesting black-green engine deck list. We've got four Gilded Goose, two Scavenging Ooze, three Graveyard Trespasser, four Murderous Rider, four Rotting Registrar, four Deathless Knight, one Rankle Master of Prankles, three Vraska Golgari Queen, four Fatal Push, four Collective Brutality, four Grizzly Salvage, 23 lands. So what's the plan here, Ricky? The plan is we're going to be pitching our Deathless Riders to Rotting Registrars and Rankles and uh, buying it back by just sacking things with Vraska or right. cracking our food tokens. Or gaining life with Scoos. I've actually been seeing this deck uh, come up quite a bit, right? Where you yeah. can, like, collect a Brutality and dump double Deathless Knight and then gain a life somewhere and get them both back. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Oval Chase Daredevil is a card that I've been amazed with in, in Modern. Yeah. It's also Pioneer Legal. Um, so, like, a similar effect there where the Daredevil, you get back into your hand um, whenever you make an artifact. Yeah. 
Um, here, you're going to get your Deathless Knight back every time you gain life. Um, I like this card. I, like this I think card it's... Quite a bit. I think it's a really good engine, but I just don't know if our payoffs are good enough for it. I mean, right? sometimes like, you just sort of like, sometimes it's just like a 4-2 haste. I mean, like the big payoff, honestly, um, is not like the Regisaur. It's not the Rankle. It's like all about that uh, collective brutality. Yeah, I think so too. Um, that and like, you just get the extra value of like uh, dumping it with a Grizzly Salvage. Mm-hmm. Also, like, randomly, the Graveyard Trespasser and Scooze can gain you life that will get you back, your guys. Um, And worst comes to worst, you can also, like, sack it to the Vraska to get it back. Yeah. um, After combat and stuff like that, which is nice. I just don't think this is a bad card. I hate to say it, but I lost to Necromentia against this deck in the VOD with blue-red. Oh, no. What did they necro? uh, Hallbreaker Horror. And then I just had two Chandras to win with. Can you... We almost got there. But, can you uh, win with Spike Field Hazards to the face? It was, like I said, we, we was close, but then they started getting enough life that it was... we. I just like I was like, maybe we can get there with Hall eventually. No, I just want to move on with my life. We'll just accept the shame. Uh, because, hey, they found the one deck Necromantia was good against. Otherwise, don't play Necromantia. These cards are never good. Sometimes they're good. But yeah, probably don't play Necromantia. Yeah. Anyways... What else we got here? Uh, 21st place by Mogged, we have Blue Red Lutri. This is a good meme. This is a good meme. It's a good meme at top 32 Uh, That's what makes it a good meme. Uh, it is I'm every not... Blue Red. It is one of every good Blue Red spells card that's been printed over the past two years. Um, all the good Blue Red spell payoffs have been printed. Uh, this is a good, just sort of like, honestly. There's this no is Heartbreaker Horror. This is an art piece of, like, just the format. Yeah, there's you know? no Hallbreaker Horror, and there's no Unexpected Windfall, so I'm out. But even one of their entire sideboard. Yeah, of course. Uh, I would I would have a beer with Mogged. Talk to me when you one of your mana base. Oh, my God. Probably could. Anyways, I, I dig it. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, like I, I always love to see the people like show up at Lutri and like do top and like a, a top thirty-two finish with it. Like it's just such a goofy thing to see, and you love to see it, right? All right. Well, I think that's kind of it for uh, for Saturday. I will say across this weekend, we really saw a downtick in white green humans and a big uptick in white black humans, uh, replacing uh, Silver Cool Silencer with Thalia, of course. Otherwise, the deck is pretty unchanged. So let's move over to Sunday, Sunday, Sunday Monster Truck Rally now uh, with 8th place Magician Magico with our kind of big Rakdos list. I don't know. What do you want to call this? I kind of like Rakdos. big Rakdos. Um, Rakdos, but I couldn't afford the Croxes. Yeah, it's fine. I, we, I, I streamed a similar list a few months, like a few weeks back too. It was pretty solid. Like you, Bloodthirsty Adversary in this shell was a great call, Ricky. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we got, uh, we'll come back to the, to the deck list. We got some big Rakdos action. Seventh place, we have Jesse underscore Samek with Luris Burn. Sixth place, we have Hampus One with, uh, what is this? Lotus Field? In Lotus Field. fifth place, we have Spartan One Zach with Naya Winota again. That, uh, you know, the, the werewolf variant here. Cheek, Chicho Tech. 
with uh, Chico Tech, however you want to say that, with uh, Jun Sack, we bought a three way at sacrifice. We we brought back Corlothis or Corvold, not Clothis. Well, we do have Clothis here too. Uh, we brought back the dragon. He's hungry. He's ready for battle. Uh, yeah, but we also brought back the house and uh, Catacomb house is Sifter here. is a classic. Yeah. Let's so uh, what do you what, what do you think about this versus like the black green version? The black green version is like really just wanting to set up like this like value engine. And I think mm-hmm. that the Jund version gets to be a lot more explosive. Okay. I think that's pretty fair. All right, moving up to third place is Zero Time MTG with Rakdos Pyromancer, kind of the, the classic deck you come to know and love in Pioneer. Second place, Musasabi with White Black Vampires playing two of Edgar Charmed Groom and two of Soren the Mirthless. Gosh. This deck has been uh, putting up results. You know, I, I thought that Edgar was going to be okay enough, and uh, I'm glad seeing play and also... Chris and I go into our thoughts on Sworn the Mirthless. Uh, but yeah, turns out when you get to say no to drugs when you're, the card on top is like five mana, it's still good. Also, like, Edgar, randomly, like, really good to sacrifice to the yeah. Soren Plus. Yeah. Um, no, no, we'll, we'll put Edgar back in the box. He'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't worry. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, what do we got here in first Grand, place? Here? Granddad's got to go to sleep. Oof. Oh yeah, we got uh, we got field. Ricky, why don't you? Uh, what do we got here? Oh, we got uh, ultimatum field. We got ultimatum field with a one of galvanic iteration, which I think hey. does really stupid. Oh no, you can't grab it off ultimatum because it's multicolored. That's right. Wow. But we can we can iteration your ultimatum though. You can iteration your ultimatum, and I feel like that's just the the most baller thing to do. Probably. Um. So. <laughs> It's funny because the first thing you grab with your second ultimatum is the two cards they didn't pick off the first, right? That's right, yeah. Um, anyways. Would you, opponent, would you like to try again, please? Yeah, please give me these. Shimmer Possibilities, Someone's Crying, Balaged, Poor of the Pages. Uh, I mean, this is a pretty standard uh, two Ugans in the board here. Wow, they, they, really, they really splurged, huh? Uh, I mean, normally after the first Ugan, you don't need the second one. We can't even get Ugin with our ultimatum. Right. I like this build. This build seems sleek. This build yeah. is like very, very just combo. No yeah. real extra. Do you have the parts to play ultimatum version of Lotus Field yet? Or are you still just on regular Lotus? I'm still on regular Lotus. But I mean, the parts to play emergent ultimatum just is literally just two emergent <laughs> ultimatums. Two, two emergent ultimatums? Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you don't change your mana base for it because of how Lotus Field works. So... Uh, you know, I've already got the omniscience in my board. Also, I want to point out, they threw their base in the trash. One snow-covered forest. We got there. I also have a one snow-covered forest in my list. Hell um, yeah. But that's because it's the foily one with the owl. Ooh. And I was like, that's pretty pimp. So I threw it in there. Man, I got hyped when we streamed uh, Mono Blue Spirits yesterday, and we got half of our snow-covered islands were boats. Also, uh, this deck won. It costs 36 ticks on MTGO, which means you can rent it fairly cheaply. and Or you just buy it. <laughs> yeah, or just buy it. I just want to say, like, this looks like Pioneer's in a great place here. Pioneer's in a great place. You know, I think I don't you can know, cancel I Phoenix don't, Watch 2021. But but I, I made the music for it. I know you made the music for it. And it's a very nice red band button. But we can, we can put the glass lid back on. 
undo the launch keys that you and Chris had made without me. And, uh, you know, maybe not ban Phoenix. At least I still have the Skeleton Warriors button. Oh, good. You know, you never know when you're going to need that one. Uh, We always need the Skeleton Warriors button. And it's always Skeleton Hours. All right, let's talk about uh, this eighth place list here. We kind of glossed over it with the uh, the big Rakdos here. So you have third place Bloodthirsty Adversary, one Crocs of Titan of Death's Hunger, four Bone Crusher Triant, four Graveyard Trespasser, a card that just kind of missed out on our combined top 10 between me and Chris for uh, Crimson Down Midnight Hunt. Uh, so make sure if you're a patron, you go listen to that exclusive episode that's out now to see what did make our top 10 list. Three Clears Trainer of Get, two Chandra Torch Defiance, two Blood Chiefs Thirst, four Fatal Push, four Thoughtseize, Three Dreadbore, one Shatter Skull Smashing, three Go Blank, two Coligan's Command. You know what was really hot with Bloodthirsty Adversary when I tried this deck? Recasting Coligan's Command to buy back another Bloodthirsty Adversary. Can you do that? Yeah, three or less. Jeez. I was always thinking Loris now. Nope. This Just deck testa. is, um, I like to call this Rakdos two-for-ones. Uh-huh. This is just um, Bone Crusher Giant, two-for-one, right? Yeah. Bloodthirsty Adversary, probably going to kick it once and get a two-for-one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kalita's not really a two-for-one, but if something dies, then it just generates value, right? Yeah. Chandra generally is going to uh, eat a card when it comes into play and then either draw you a card if it lives or eat resources. Soak an attack. Right. Two-for-one. Uh, Coligan Command, the classic Rakdos two-for-one. When this card was being spoiled, people said it was the bad command. Until people pointed out that, like, you never go down in card advantage when you cast this. Mm-hmm. Um, go blank is the OG two for one, right? Mind rot. I just think this deck is just solid value. Even Shatter Skull Spashing is a two for one. It's a land. I mean, like, it gets two creatures in the, in yeah. the hammer pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this deck is just solid value. I think this deck is just, uh, this is definitely not, like, on like the big meta decks or anything like that but this is just sort of like the pioneer like if you know your deck well enough and you're playing good cards you can just get there i and think, I think pi- this deck is pioneer is full of like good strong tier two deck lists that could just spike it really makes you reminds me of like some of like the golden days of modern that people talk about right right um i mean like this deck is sweet hey it's got the croxes more croxes in the sideboard if you want to go into more of a croxa deck just one of the main as just a recursive threat. It's just like, hey, d- didn't forget about me, did you? Mm-hmm. Deck's... I like this deck. I'd play this deck. Yeah, I, it feels like a deck you would play. Uh, it re- it almost reminds me of the uh, the red-black deck during Kaladesh. Right. Oh, yeah. Played that deck a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, Claudio out here. I was going to say, let's come down to 10th place talk about Claudio I was going to talk about the Zombies deck. All right, what's the deck list then, Ricky? All right, <laughs> this deck is... Uh, very close to uh, what I did, which was just a stack of creatures. And then you scrapped it? And then I scrapped it. The Claudio was like, oh, we can play some spells too. And that's uh, that blew my mind. But four Champion of the Parish, four Crypt Breaker, four Shambling Ghast, four Last Step Reaper, four Priest of the Forgotten Gods, not a zombie, but lets you sacrifice creatures. Three Fell Stinger. This card is an new- interesting new card from uh, Vow. It is a zombie scorpion for three exploit when you do target player draws two cards and loses two life. So you can exploit away one of your tokens or your shambling gas that wants to die anyways. Um, and then go ahead and 
draw some cards, or if you need to, you can just play it for three mana, have it sack itself, and draw some cards. And we're going to get a zombie from that because we're playing... Headless Rider. Whenever Headless Rider or another non-token you zombie you control dies, create a 2-2 zombie token. So we can sack the 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 creature half of Lazatep, Reaver, uh, Shambling Ice, like Ricky said. Really, I like how Headless Rider turns Priest of Forgotten Gods into even more of a value engine than it already was. Right, exactly. I like the sacrifice angle. And then two Kalidus, because, I mean, it's Kalidus, right? He makes zombies. He does make zombies. And he lets you sacrifice zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Liliana touched by death. Uh, once uh, again, I, that I, minus three. I think three. you would see, sir, she is untouched. Oh, sorry. Untouched. Uh, right, that was the meme, right? Liliana untouched by competitive players. Yeah. Uh, but that ultimate, uh, that, that third ability, I should say, it's just so powerful being able to just cast as many zombies as you want this turn. So that we've you just sacked already. Right. I mean, you just play your plus one and get some zombies, gain some life, right? Mm-hmm. And then you just sort of start recasting your whole yard. Who needs Loris when you got Liliana? Ford, Dark Salvation, make zombies, and then kill something equal to the number of zombies you control. Fatal Push. And then Agadim's Awakening. We do have the one, two, three lineup, so Agadim at six could just be a free army. Mm-hmm. Or we could just play it as land. Yep. And then just mono black with a bunch of just value lands with our mutavolts, our hives, our castle lockthwains, our urborg, and swamps. Yeah. I like this deck a lot. It's pretty clean cut. I think it's a deck. I saw it's like, oh, Ricky's gonna love this one. Yeah, you know I wanted to do this one. I know uh, you did. It was it's 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 very cool. I like the rally zombies too, but I like this just sacrifice yeah. engine. Uh, Kanepis in twelfth place ran it back with the Hullbreaker deck. Uh, shout out to Bill Steve in twenty fifth place with Bard class. That's a real one, you know it. There's like a black white Yorian deck in here. There's thirteenth place rearranged as with uh, kind of an interesting take on spirits. We got Luris. We have Hateful Eidolon, Mausoleum Wanderer, Spectral Sailor, Rattle Chains, Spectral Adversary, Supreme Phantom, UC Guard Approach, Drown the Lock, Geist Light Snare, Curious Obsession. This is really interesting because it's just sort of like uh, Hateful Eidolon is just protection on your Curious Obsession. Mm-hmm. And this is just sort of like the mono blue flash deck that we'd sort of been talking about where at this point it's just like, uh, why not just splash white or black for your Loris? Yeah. And then taking this a little bit further of just like, well, if we're splashing black, like we can get Drown in the Lock, which is just a solid card on every end. Yeah, yesterday I streamed Mono Blue Spirits, and the deck was kind of mixed for me. Like, the games where we got to go one drop into Curious Ob, pass with Geistlight up, felt gross, right? And if you don't play matchups where you can just land an early threat and just go, like, counterspell, counterspell, counterspell. Opponent's pretty gassed out. Oh, Geistlight costs one less if you control an enchantment, too? Yeah. That's pretty hot. Yeah, so like it's if you like... you like, turn one Eidolon into turn two, like, Curious Obsession and hold up Geistlight Snare? Mm-hmm. That, and, like, let's say it's Spectral Sailor, right? Uh, yeah. We could flash it on our opponent's end step, right? Yeah. Actually, uh, Hateful Eidolon turns on Geistlight by their self. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. That's hot. 
then there's like no opportunity for your opponent to be able to stop that. Mm-hmm. This deck is cool. I like this now. Uh, Blue Black Auras list uh, very soon. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to be it for these event results. Let's uh, let's get cracking on the does it slaps this week. Because we're already oh, yeah. going to hit an hour, and uh, oh, my we God. got we got plenty of decks to go through. So oh, uh, don't worry, good. though. Hey, we skipped the week, so you're all you're all uh, due for a long one here. All right, let's start with Bridger's deck list. Of course, the challenge this month we went a little off the pioneer rails, and we said you can only build decks with Innistrad Superblock, including original Innistrad Shadows Block, and then the two most recent sets. So let's get started with Bridger's deck list. Excuse me. We have Innistrad Block Rock, which has to be a good concert, right? Block rock? Yeah. That's just like a grill out over at uh, your neighbor's house, right? Yeah, block rock. I, I, I dig the block rock, that's for sure. All right, so we um, got one Uvenwald Tracker, three Graf Reaver, four Grim Player, three Slaughter Specialist, one Daybreak Ranger, one Graveyard Trespasser, one Tireless Tracker, one Ishkanah Graf Widow, one Tovar's Huntmaster, one Grizzle Dad, one Emrakul the Promised End, three Liliana of the Veil, one Liliana the Last Hope, one Garakletless, two Soren the Mirthless, Fortress Uvalde, two collective brutality, four infernal grass, three dead weight, one meat hook massacre. Oh my Jesus! This deck is expensive. I like it's this not, deck. It's not bad. No, it's not. It's not. That's not bad. Half a third of our cost is in Liliana of the Veils, and then the one of Cavern of Souls, and the one of Meat Hook Massacre. Um, but like with the two Cavern of Souls is eighty five dollars right now. Yeah, welcome to Commander. Welcome to New York. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> uh, shout out to Brian Kibler with the Daybreak Ranger. I love Fight Bear. I forget that your duels are really limited, right? They're real so, bad. So we've got Woodland Cemetery <laughs> and Death Cap Glade and Evolving Wilds and Ghost Quarters. But hey, we can make it work. At Grim Backwoods. I like this list quite a bit. Yeah. It's a pretty I good use know- to traverse here. The only thing I could think of, like, is maybe we can slim some of our creatures and some of our planeswalkers. Like, Rook Relentless seems a little rough. Yeah. And, like, let's get in some, like, Grapple with the Past, maybe, or Vessel of Nascency. Okay. But, uh, especially mulch. Vessel. Especially Vessel. Vessel, for sure. Where, where's the Mulch at? We don't need Mulch in this deck. We don't need Mulch in this deck? No. Vessel would be way better because it's an enchantment. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I dig this quite a bit. Yeah. All right. We're off to a good start so far, Bridger. All right. Moving on to Fast Grim with Innistrad Super Block Reanimator. I forgot Grizzlebrand was here. Yeah. We got two Brutal Cathar, two Giselle the Broken Blade, one Moonvale Regent, one Balefire Dragon, one Bruna the Fading Light, one Giselle the Blade of Glory, one Avis Angel of Hope, one Grizzlebrand, two Lilith the Veil, two Lilith the Last Hope. Four Faithless Looting, four Lightning Axe, four Infernal Grasp, four Reforge of the Soul, four Unbearer Rights, two Ever After. This is hot. This is so hot. Right? Like, we get Lightning Axe and Fluting to pitch our big duders, or just even pitch Unbearer Rights. Oh my gosh. Reforge how, the Soul. How is Chris Miracles. Because he's banned in, like, everything. <laughs> how is Balefire Dragon worth two Gristle Brands? Because Balefire Dragon isn't banned in Commander? 
Jeez. Anyways, um, can we make Gisela? We can make. Yeah, there's Gisella. one Bruna. There's one Bruna. We can make. We can make Brisella. The this deck is hot. Lightning Axe is such good removal. Infernal Grasp is also seeing a lot of play here. This is a deck I would play. Yeah. And get Go Blanked and die. But Go Blank's <laughs> not in this format. Go Blank's not in this format. So in this format, I like Graft Digger's Cage. Graft Digger's Cage is the police, right? Yeah. There were two in the last list in the sideboard, so. Yeah. Uh, and Bridger was also playing Graveyard Trespasser. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good too. I like this. This is currently <laughs> no, Maya. I, we're two decks in, and I'm already like, this is probably the best does it slap category we've given yeah, everyone. This is good. This is good. Uh, this is more. like this makes you really want to be like, yo, let's just have a webcam of this this format. Oh man, let's have another. Yeah. All right, let's move on to number three. <laughs> three by being Saki with pick number thirteen, my lord. Oh, we man. have four Slaughter Specialists, one Tree of Perdition, three Sword the Mirthless, three Play with Fire, four Tragic Slip, three Hungry for More, four, three Olivia Midnight Ambush, one Demonic Bargain, four Moon Rangers Slash, three Blasts Act, three The Celestis, three Curse of Leeches, three Triskaidekaphobia. I like the, the commitment. What's the combo? Is it just every card that mentions 13s? It's most of them. Play with Fire doesn't mention 13. No, Midnight Ambush is a 13. Demonic Bargain's a 13. Why um, is Moon Ranger Slash here? Because we, we can make it Knight a bunch? Because yeah. there's a Celestis? Mm-hmm. We got Flash Tree of Perdition, Triskaidekaphobia, which actually doesn't combo. No. Which is really unfortunate. I I like this deck. I'm trying to figure out the combo. There has to be a combo here. Last Act is 13 damage. I don't think there's a combo. There's a harmless offering in our sideboard. I'm, I'm perplexed. That's for sure. Is duress in this format? Are you sure? Triskaidekaphobia does combo with tree perdition, right? No. So Triskaidekaphobia says at the beginning of your upkeep, you have to choose one. Each player with exactly 13 life uh, loses oh, the game, and then each player. Oh, yeah. Okay. I thought it did the tick first, so you had to no. get people to 14. No. Okay, so yes, Triskaidekaphobia does combo with Tree of Perdition. Yeah, we're good. Okay, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're there's, good. A, there's a we're combo good. here. All right, all right, all right. Move on to the next one. We have Codename Eli with Werewolves, of course. We have four copies of Loam Dryad, four copies of Village Messenger, four copies of Kessig Naturalist, two copies of Atlan Liberator, four Immerwolf, three Tovlar Dire Overlord, two Child of the Pack, two Ill-Temper Loner, two Averbrook Caretaker, two Tovlar's Huntmaster, one Arlen Cord, two Arlen Packs Hope, excuse me, and four Full Moon's Rise. Full Moon's Rise is pretty interesting. We don't have Moon Mist. No. But Moon Mist, so <laughs> the Daybound Nightbound cards, does Moon Mist transform them? No. Because only switching to Night can transform them, right? Correct. So, like, but Moon Mist says transform all humans. Yeah. But, like, they could transform, but they yeah. don't. It's weird, yeah. But, like, Delver new, transforms in Moon Mist. Yeah. New new werewolves weren't meant to work at all with old werewolves. Why didn't we just keep using the same werewolf? Because now it's not feels bad. It's still a little feels bad. But Trust it's less me, it still feels, feels bad. bad. Oh, yeah, definitely. Have you ever passed your turn 
And then your opponent has the audacity to cast two spells. I know, the gall of some people. <laughs> I know. What do, you, what do you think of Lone Dryad over just like going Reckless Weave? Uh, Lone Dryad helps us cast our big expensive cards. Okay. Um, is there, there's no better mana dork, right? No, but I just feel like we already have like Kessig Naturalist and stuff like that. Like, I just want to cut Lone Dryad for just some Reckless Weave or something just to get more beats on. Maybe, but I like Lone Dryad. Yeah, all right. All right, that's fair. Reckless Wave is a 1-1 haste, and then it's a 3-2 on the back. Okay, yeah. Right? Is that what yeah. it is? Yep. Yeah, and the, the Village Messenger gets Menace on the back, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Tovlar works with all the werewolves. Tovlar does still work with all the werewolves. And his tiny, tiny legs. <laughs> Tovlar's tiny legs. All right, let's move on to the next one. We have Servo Tokens. Jimmy Neutron, when pants attack. <laughs> What? Oh, we have no. Two Dorothea Ventral Victim, four Invisible Stalker, four Brian Comer, four Guys St. Traff, three Catilda Dawnheart Martyr, four Valorous Stance, four Curiosity, four Griff's Boon, four Radiant Grace, four Circle of Confinement, three Spectral Flight. This stupid deck wins. I don't know. <laughs> Just the name? Uh, the name, and like, I think this deck is going to win this webcam event that we're having. Because it's just, it's really just not fun, but Invisible Stalker and Geist of St. Traft are absolutely broken. I'm just, I'm just having flashbacks to that standard format. Oh my, do you, do you not play the limited format where you give Stalker a cleaver? And no. now he's like, he's a 4-1 uh, <laughs> yeah, unblockable a... <laughs> hexproof lifelinker because he's a but human. with a knife. The the cleaver gives lifelink. Yeah, yeah, but now he has a knife. Yeah, and uh, you still can't see him. Look, I just remember playing Glaring Spotlight in my sideboards during the standard for like oh, the RTR man. format with this guy. Oh man. When Bant Pants is a thing. Bant Pants. Oh man. This deck is a whew, it's a house. Katilda's really good also, by the way. You've been playing some Katilda lately. Yeah, I have been playing some Katilda lately. She's good. Dorothea, right. I'm not sure on, but if you put Dorothea's back half on yeah. to Geist. A double uh, Geist triggers. And you get Double Geist triggers. That's pretty hot. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Wonky Wombat's submission of Innistrad Humans. We have four Chamber of the Parish, three Hopeful Initiate, four Thraven Inspector, four Intrepid Adversary, two Sun Gold Sentinel, four Thali's Lieutenant, four Thali Guardian of Thraven, four Adelaine Resplendent Cathar, four Brutal Cathar, three Fateful Absence. I think four Adelaine's a little high, uh, but uh, I'm here for the rest of it. This deck's hot. Um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe cut some two Adelaines for like some main deck selfless spirits. But I'm in. Champion of the yeah. Parish, hopeful initiate, Thraven Inspector, adversaries insane. Thalia's lieutenant and Thalia. Deck's hot. Rukathar's mm-hmm. really good too. Rukathar's so good. Yeah. All right. Ready to move on? Yeah. All right. We have a Mall GGs in Estrad Red. We have. Four Strong Kirk Noble, four Vexing Devil, four Blood Crazed Neonate, four Falcon Wrath Perforator, three Harvest Tide Infiltrator, three Reckless Storm Seeker, four Pillar of Flame, four Play with Fire, four Sidiri Flow, four Thunderbolt. Now, my first thought is why are we not riding dirty? Hellrider. That's right. There's, um, I think that there's a couple of cards missing in this mono red deck. Brimstone Volley comes to mind over Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt, sort of a little. What about um, uh, Thunderous Wrath? Thunderous Wrath is exciting also. 
Uh, Pillar Flame, play with fire, very good. Reckless Rumpy. I just think that like we got a little a little weak here with Harvest Tide and the Falconrath Perforator. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that we're on the right track here. Stormkirk Noble and Vexing Devils really strong. I do like Blood Cave's Neonite, actually, even, like, the, the vampire cards that just get bigger every time you hit. Yeah. Very nice. I think that this is very close to uh, actually putting up some big numbers, but uh, I think maybe we just need to find some better picks than Harvest Tide and Falconrath Perforator. Mm-hmm. All right, let's that, move... Like yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to the next one by Minjisku. We have another take on Reanimator. This time we have four consider, four faithful mending, two feeling of dread, four otherworldly gaze, four thought scour, two Liliana of the Veil, two collective brutality, two ever after, three lingering souls, four unbarrow rights, four our two grizzle brands, two avisons, two hull breachers, and one lab man. I can't. Don't make me choose between reanimator decks. This one might be better, but I mean, like faithless looting. Yeah, is... looting pretty hot yeah um but i mean like consider faithless mending uh gaze thought scour oh gaze i might pick this one underneath just because the gaze hate but uh grizzle brain plus lab man i mean you can ever after avison and a grizzle brand and i think your opponent should politely concede (laughs) to you at that point right yeah. Also, the first time we've seen Lingering Souls, I was expecting people to to play the band cards more. Yeah, I was expecting actually a lot of just spirits like Lingering Souls, Drogskull Captain. Yeah. Are, are we going to see one of those? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really looked at everything coming up. So uh, let's move on to the next one. We have Does Doubling Stoken Slap by The Mangus. We have four Absence Pilgrim, four Death Cap Cultivator, three Adeline Resplendent Cathar, four Tylus Tracker, four Cemetery Protector, three Blood or Dread Feast Demon, two Kaya Geist Hunter, three Sword the Mirthless, three Infernal Grasp, two Second Harvest, four Parallel Lives with uh, some lands here. This deck is so hot. All these decks have been so hot. This has been a really good one. Like, okay. It's like, this is the deck that Kaya was made for. Yeah. No lingering souls though. Yeah, that's a good point. That's the only like the only thing I think we needed is lingering souls in here. Um, but like, yeah, double Soren tokens with Kaya Soren. Lingering uh, souls and what was the what was the other band card? Oh, the and block. It's the anthem, intangible yeah. virtue. Intangible virtue. Maybe we could, like doubling the doubling the stupid clues is really great. And then, of course, doubling Dreadfeast Demons is just sort of stupid at that point. This thing's hot. I like this deck. Finally, somebody's using this sweet art Kaya. Yeah, oh, that Kaya is so good. All right, moving on to the last two here. We have Sir Epic with Does It Slap Innistrad Block Edition featuring Heartless Summoning. So we have three copies of Concealing Curtains. I was curtains. wondering... If somebody was going to play this card, this is a card I right. played a ton in original. All right, Astral. so we have three Concealing Curtain, four Lone Dryads, three Augur of Autumn, two Cemetery Prowler, three Graveyard Trespasser, three Primal Adversary, two Tireless Tracker, three Uvalwald Oddity, two The Get Good Monster, two Dig Up, one Dread Fugue, and three Infernal Grasp, with, of course, four of the aforementioned Heartless Summoning. Heartless Summoning 
doesn't feel super utilized here. But I guess it's hard because like this deck, like the Heartless Summoning deck really popped off because we had uh, scars with a bunch of artifact creatures that like yeah. we could make cost two less, which meant they I, were free. I mean, like, how bad is playing Tireless Tracker, Primal Adversary, and Graveyard Trespasser for a single mana? It's not bad, that's for sure. Uvenwald Oddity for just double green. Right, we've got like the Evolving Wilds to go with our Gitrog monsters and stuff. Yeah. This deck is this deck is hot. I like this deck. I like Dig Up over Traverse. Mm-hmm. Um I like Heartless Summoning a lot. Cemetery Prowler also helps lower the cost of our creatures and stuff. I like Concealing Curtain. This deck is this deck is sweet, and I feel like you can definitely get like big, big primal adversary plays too, also. So Yeah. Uvenwald Oddity. Pretty sweet. For sure. All right. Well, let's move on to the last deck. Also, Chris weighed in, and we'll go over with Chris's choice here. All right, let's talk about the last one. Chris's choice. We have just Brissella by Arcarus here with uh, four Dig Up, one Diagraph Rebirth, two Elch Evolution, one Fork in the Road, three Tapping at the Window, four Unburial Rites, two Archmage Avacyn, four Avacyn's Pilgrim, three Bruna the Fading Light, four Gisela the Broken Blade, three Howl Pack Piper, four Primal Druid, two Ren and Seven. The whole point here is we're just trying to make Brissella happen. And you know what? I commend that that uh, dedication. I mean, this thing is hot. Like, Diagraph Rebirth is basically another Umbrero Rights. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a lot of ways to, like, uh, tutor. Uh, a lot of ways to, like, fill our yard pretty well. Um, I, I thought Gisela might Eldritch Evolution into Bruna, but that does not work. No. Which is a little unfortunate. But uh, still, I, I think this deck is pretty hot. The Eldritch Evolution is the only thing I'm just, like perplexed by everything okay. else seems super cool like we get eldritch evolution the primal druid to ramp our mana and get our such a cell in play that's pretty cool or to get a, a how pack piper if we've already got the bruna in our hand yeah i just do feel like instead of the archangel avacyn we really should be playing maybe oh the, but archangel uh, archangel avacyn is what we evolution into bruna with bruna. yeah that makes sense i just feel like she yeah fair enough I like this list. Yeah. All right, Ricky. What? Uh, all right. So while you deliberate your picks, uh, first of all, again, I well am blown away at how awesome the submissions were this month. Um, December's challenge to be a little more wacky than this, but uh, this is a good one for sure. I'm glad I had this idea. Uh, when asked, Chris said his choices were reanimator. I said, which one? He said, both of them. Both of them. Man, so I'm going to go... It's really close between the Mardu Reanimator and Jimmy Neutron when Pants Attack. Uh huh. I think I have to side with Jimmy Neutron Pants Attack. I played so many Geist the Saint Traff decks in the original Innistrad block, and they will never print a hexproof creature that good again. Uh, I remember Tyler Marshall showing me why the card was good. I remember running to Black Dog to buy them before they spiked. Mm hmm. Because they were like $10 on release or something. I can't believe you just admitted that you went to Black Dog on this podcast. I did. Well, he doesn't update his prices that often. And like they were starting to spike and Hatter was sold out. So I went there and he had four and I bought my set. Did, like, you, go, did you go behind the curtain? I know. Nobody goes behind the curtain and comes back. You know <laughs> this. No, I've never been there, Ricky. Shut up. Anyways, um, 
it's sad that Geists are like $3, you know, now, but like, you know, I bought my set at eight each, which was really good at the time. I mean, they, they were part of a dual deck. They got later a part of a dual deck. Yeah. Yeah. But that card was a house and I just want to shove all the stupid enchantments on it. Man, I'm going to go with this deck. I like Esper Reanimator. I like I also humans. Feel like- it needs some tweaks. But uh, I'm probably either going to go with uh, Sir Epic's Heartless Summonings or Bridger's um, Traverse the Uvalwald deck list. Those are both good. What were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say, I do feel like the blue-white Auras deck feels mm-hmm. like the most evenly spread amongst the three blocks. Yeah. Where it doesn't feel like it's just one of the Innistrad block decks. But also, as much as I hate it, I love the audacity to give me a 13 theme card deck. That's also pretty funny. Yeah. All right. Well, Ricky, it is time to unveil December's challenge for Dozen Slap. Have you already got one or do I need to come? Oh, I got one. Yeah. I discussed this one with Chris already. I think we're good to go on this. But, you know, December's a time for giving, Ricky. And so. Can I guess? Yeah. Is it decks where you make your opponent take choices? Well, you could go that way. But it is. I want to give our opponent something. So, again, if that is we give our opponent the option of choice, whether that is we give our opponent poison counters, whether we give our opponents permanence, I just want to be able to give our opponent something in whatever way you want to take that, go for it. The only caveat is you can't... No harmless offering plus demon contract combo. That's just the low-hanging fruit here. But I can harmless offering other cards, right? Correct. Okay, my mind's a my mind's a a, a buzz with possibilities here of so, giving so my again, opponent something. Yeah, are we? And, and again, Ricky Ricky's idea of just like having our opponents make choices. I'll count that too. That's fun. We'll give our opponent the illusion of choice. Right, right, right. What is it? No, there's no. Uh, how many how many factor fiction effects can we shove into a deck? There's a few. There's like so, Atrus. Uh, yeah. It's Fortune's Favor. Uh-huh. There's Jace. Uh, uh, Architect of Thought, the Ravage yeah. of Jace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are ways to give our opponents. We'd also like Ultimatum. Some, probably some like Owling Mine type effects, right? Where we could just give our opponent too many cards. Yeah, like do we wanna fever visions our opponent? Just as long as you are and, and it, you know, this one, we might have to include explanation of what you're giving your opponent. I, you know what? Let's also, mm-hmm. yeah, explain, like, you got to give your opponent a note of why you picked the gift you are giving them. Right. Uh, I would like to also add the caveat that uh, a, a bad time is not something you can give to your opponent. Yeah. It's just like, here's my Phoenix deck. My opponent will have a bad time. It's not my opponent will have a migraine by the end of this because I'm playing blue white control. <laughs> uh, also, please don't give your opponent a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all foiled uh, Lotus combo with Galvanic foreign, iteration. Foreign language that you don't even know what the cards do at the time. So you're just like, oh, hold on, let me pull up my phone. Uh, an aneurysm, if you're a part yeah. of an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so give your opponent something. Uh, anyway, Ricky, thank you for joining this week. 
uh, Chris, thank you for joining us for the like the five minutes you did before you lost the internet connection. Uh, that'll do it for this week. Thank you all, listeners, for tuning in once again. Uh, buckle up. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming with Pioneer. Pioneer's in a great place right now. We're just waiting for those paper events to really, really come around, wouldn't you say? I'm ready. I'm getting my third booster. I, I yeah. Or your you, your your first booster, your third shot. Yeah, the third shot on the road Ricky, card. Ricky Ricky gets a booster every other weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so anti-COVID. I go down for a new dose. Yeah, I'm getting mine next weekend too, so uh, I'll be boosted up. But anyway, thank you all for listening. We'll be back again next week. Ricky, where can they find you on the socials? You can find me at, at also Steve, and you can find me on. YouTube on Doormonster and Twitch at Doormonster TV. Cool. And of course, you can find me at Crew3Podcast on Twitter. You can find us, me stream a couple nights a week at Crew3MTG on Twitch. And then I post the VODs onto our YouTube channel, also Crew3MTG. You can find Chris at its underscore Christmas without the T in Christmas. Anything else before we sign off, Ricky? Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.